You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome back to Earth Station Trek, a show where we trek from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. I'm Charles Kelso, and it's my privilege to introduce the Earth Station Trek crew, Keith Johnson. I am a time traveler from the future. And Veronica Dashiell. Hi. And Alan <laughs> couldn't join us this week. He's having some internet troubles, but we are we wanted to get back together and start, do, do a little catching up. Veronica and I are back in town and back in the country. We made it safely ashore. And so <laughs> catch it up with Star Trek. <laughs> um, first, I mean, we had some news this week. Well, I would call it news, but they've just been every time I get on Facebook, there's a new Strange New Worlds character promo. Yes. And so we've been I've, we've seen more of Strange New Worlds in the last like three days than we than we've seen ever. I mean, I know we've all been watching them. What what do we what do we think? What do you how, how are you liking the look of the show, the feel of the show, the the characters? I don't know yet. I am uh Liking it. The bridge still looks awfully colorful to me. Um, oh, series but, series. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's taken me a little bit to get adjusted to that. Yeah. I like, it looks like, am I, was it me or that Pike's uniform looked slightly, looked different than it was when he first premiered in Discovery? Looks yeah, like the uniforms are all different. Yeah, and Discovery. I like the, yeah, I yeah. like the uniform. I was, um, I was amazed to see a, and why, is it, is it Anir, the blind Endorians? Yeah. Yeah, he's Enar. Enar, Enar, Enar. I was amazed to see that. And I love this. There's this, there's a scene that's kind of funny where they were basically it's something like he doesn't have sight. And he, mm-hmm. I forget the exact line, but he was basically like saying that what he has is superior. And I think somebody throws something at him. He catches it over right. his shoulder. Well, right. That was, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Yes, so, that, that was like I was say that was, that was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I like his personality. He seems like he may have a little bit of a dry sense of humor, like the doctor or somebody mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind so, of cocky. I liked him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was yeah. cool. Yeah, it's uh, it looks fun. I mean, at the very mm-hmm. least, it looks like they're they're having a good time. It's very you know lighthearted yeah. action adventure. A lot of comedy beats in there with the different characters. Right. I mean, some really cool looking aliens we've seen so far, and strange oh, yeah. alien planets. Which that's what I want. You know, like right. <laughs> like more more than anything, strange new worlds, new stories, new aliens. You know, that's that's the kind of thing that I'm in for. And I mean, there there I'm sure there's going to be. There's probably already YouTube videos of people comparing screenshots of the original series to screenshots I'm of Strange sure. New Worlds. And it's Absolutely. a different engine room. It's a di- I mean, and and, yeah. and I noticed things like I noticed they called it the Enterprise the flagship of the Federation in one of these promos. Yeah. And that was not an original series thing. It was not the flagship of the Federation, but things like that. Exactly. I mean, it's this show's not gonna line up one to one with the original series. There's just no way mm-hmm. it's going to. So mm-hmm. I mean that like I said I, we were just talking before we started recording that uh, you know understanding that like i mean people can be mad about it for the next five years or they can <laughs> accept it for what it is and keep going you know yeah and i'll be honest guys i was just telling them that uh, i'm gonna have i'm struggling with this whole con noonie or this noonie and sing thing and that's mm-hmm. when charles said well yeah if you're gonna you know if you're mad about that you'll be mad about that for five years because i'm yeah. like ah, 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 that's not possible what's the deal does she know who she is uh, nah. but it is you know it is what it is yeah and that's um yeah I was say, it's kind of a realization I had with Voyager as well that you know, for a long time when I would go back and watch Voyager, I'm mad that it's not more like the new Battlestar Galactica or something. It's <laughs> not that they should have had 
more scarcity of resources. It should have been more desperate. It should have been more, you know, the damage from one episode should carry on into the other. The characters should change more. And you get to the point where it's like, either you can just be mad about what the show's not, or yeah. you can like it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? there's, there, there are people who, I mean, you've heard of it. There are people who play the torpedo game with Voyager. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, which is literally, they'll say, well, the ship carries a complement of this many quantum torpedoes, and then they fire this many in this episode. And so then people will have arguments about they should have run out of torpedoes. And then people start babbling about they made some new ones, replicators, shuttlecraft, <laughs> same kind of thing like that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm liking the vibe on Strange New Worlds. It's like they're, they're weaving yeah. in a lot of references to the original series yeah. and right. hopefully a lot of the spirit. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm okay that the tailoring of the uniforms is different. I'm okay that the, the measurements of the Jeffrey's tube is different. You know, that, that stuff's going to happen. And, this, and the stories aren't going to line up one to one. But what right. really matters more to me, just bring me back the feeling I had when I was 12 years old watching the original series. You know, bring, bring back that adventure in Strange New Worlds and the camaraderie between the characters, which is really a lot of why people like Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of adventure shows, but, you know, if you can get me invested in those characters, then that's the, where I think the show is going to succeed. Yeah, and I and I also think for however long it lasts, it's a very it's very interesting because since we know the story, how it ends for mm-hmm. Pike and for we don't know how the story ends for number one, True. but we know how the story ends for Pike and for and for Spock. I'm already looking forward to you know, that future. You know, when, mm-hmm. when Pike's a little more beaten down, where he's a little yeah. more he's tired when he has that that thing on Rigel that that um, we see in the menagerie slash the cage. And so you're between now and then there's so many adventures they can have. And he was fleet captain. Again, I'm going yep. back to original series. So True. yeah, there's so much to do here. And I, yeah. I don't know anything about what they're going to do. And I, that's great. Yeah. That's I'm great. looking forward to it. All right. Well, do we have some this week in Trek this week? Yeah, we'll do just a few because we got two episodes of Picard. Yep. Or, or no, Pickard. Excuse Pickard. <laughs> Mr. Pickard. As Q, Pickard, as Q <laughs> called them. So I just want to throw out a couple of, and mostly birthdays. I'm trying to stay away from the deaths because that can get a little depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one that one that I know you guys would know immediately, I can't even think of a good thing to come up with, but on the 20th of March, 1953, that was the birth date of one Doug Drexler. Wow. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. And that guy has, I mean, it was funny, even just reading online, they would say everything you look up, it would say makeup artist slash production person slash scientific advisor slash VFX slash actor slash author. (laughs) Yeah. And started as a Star Trek fan. Yeah. You know, Isn't and that amazing. He, yeah. And he, he he worked at the Federation Trading Post in New York, which is, I think, the first Star Trek store mm-hmm. that ever existed when he was like a, a teenager, or, you know, before he even came to Hollywood. So it's, it's he's a great story of someone who just loves Star Trek and just chased Absolutely. it. You know, I mean, he, he he won the Academy Award for Dick Tracy and then used that clout to come work on Next Generation. And they're like, <laughs> what are you doing here? Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I saw a quote from Iris Stephen Bear who talked about when Drexler came over. He said, you know, you don't um, no, he Doug doesn't say this much. He said, but, you know, that guy took a pay cut from what he was making and could make to come over to Star Trek. Right. Mm-hmm. And he said that was a big deal. You know, yep. that told him right there he was really serious about it, yeah. you know, what he was wanted to do. Yeah. And he's still at it to this day. Yeah, that's awesome. Another birthday, um, <laughs> 29th of March, 1955. Oh, what was it? Oh, great joy and contentment. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Anytime anyone ever mentions Farpoint, I have to reply with something along those lines. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> and that is, of course, Marina Sirtis, yes. uh, a.k.a. Deanna Troy, who is just absolutely an incredible part of Star Trek. I yeah. found something interesting, and this is not from my research this week. Years ago, I read, and I'm pretty sure I read this because I think it was in the Star Trek compendium, that early treatments of Troy, she was written as a genius, as having genius-level intellect. Hmm. Okay. And I think later on, when, you know, as everybody jokes about, it was Jellico who gave Troy her chance because he put her in a uniform. Right. And yep. Marina Sirtis, as we all know, she says when they put her in a uniform, she felt better about the character and she thought she got better roles. And there's a few things later on, like I think she was playing chess with Data and she beat him once. Mm. And there's there's a couple of things later on that kind of held back to that. But originally, uh, she was they were going to make her um, a genius level person. And then, you know, the character... You know, she became sometimes the butt of jokes because they would, I'll never forget the famous one. It was the one conspiracy, the one where those little worm creatures are taking over Starfleet. Right. And they go to, they go to Earth and Picard asks Troy and she goes, I can't tell. Someone is hiding something, but I can't tell who or what. <laughs> okay. Right. right. Yeah. Right. We just saw a starship blow up. So, yeah. <laughs> but just a great character though. Yeah. Roger. And, and, I'm sorry, really opinionated actress in real life, which some people do and don't like. <laughs> yeah, no, I I do. I I find Marina Sirtis yeah. delightful. And I like Troy a lot. I think I don't think she was always yes. treated very well as a no. character. Something they no. did with her in the Star Trek novels and the Star Trek Titan novels when they go off on the, the ship, Riker right. ship. And she's more of the ambassador of the ship rather than sense. just the ship's counselor. And I think I, I would yeah. have loved for them to have done that on the show and give her more of an ambassadorial role, you know. And then she's right. a reason that she's on the bridge, there's a reason she's in these um any situations more than just that romulan is lying captain no thanks exactly it's a, it's a romulan yeah right <laughs> yeah and he's got he's got he's got his um he's got his um his weapons um was his disrupt his disruptors are on so yeah mm -hmm. thanks a lot for yeah. that troy <laughs> and then uh one more we have to do um first of april 1930 the late grace lee whitney oh her birthday yeah and uh, there's a legend obviously mm -hmm. Yeah, what yeah. more can you say about Yeoman Rand? Yeah. I've heard so many reasons why she left the show. I know she has some personal issues. I know she has yeah. some she has some issues with alcohol and things like that. Well, but... she goes into it in depth in her book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I recommend people re read her book uh, about it's, it's some tragic things that happened to her on the show. Yeah. And um Oh yeah, that's right. I I, w I wish that she would have been remained as a fixture of Star Trek and Me too. Uh, I, I'm glad that she at least got the chance to return a few times to Star Trek, yeah. you know, even up into Same Voyager here. when she was in um, flashback, you know, because, yeah. Um, yeah, I like I like Grace Lee Whitney a lot and I like human Rand and I wish that she'd had a, a bigger role and, you know, more to do on the show when she was on it, you know? Yeah. And I think that's and, and um, I think yeah, that goes back to the time when you had a woman, because it's funny it's what you said, Charles, even now I was just listening to some other I was listening to another podcast. And the people kept the discussion was, well, but you really can't have a love interest tying Kirk down. So she had to go. And my first thought was, well, why the heck does she have to be his yeah. love interest? You right. know, it, it was like it was so automatic. Well, of course she had to go because she was yeah. tying him down. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. they, can have, they can have a thing for each other for a minute. But then you don't that doesn't have to be her sole purpose. What if that she just had a job on the ship? <laughs> <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> yeah, exactly. And let's see if there's any more for this week. Um, just as a as a tribute to the Kelvin verse, because I'm kind of well known as not really loving the Kelvin verse. And third of April, 1982, is the birth of Sophia is it Botella, mm -hmm. who played Jayla in Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, which is the one movie that even for people who don't like it, most agree is probably the best of the Kelvin movies. Yeah. I mean, people who like the 2009 are cool. People who just really don't like it, they at least like it. I will say, 
I don't hate the Kelvin verse. I just don't like it. Mm. But I do remember watching Beyond. I found myself smiling a lot more at the end than I had ever smiled at one of those movies. She was fantastic. Yeah, she's great. She She was was great. She was great in Kingsman. She was great in The Mummy. She's great in Star Trek. The Jayla was great uh, and Mm. very funny. And sort of just some characters are trying to be funny. And she just had her character just naturally funny the way she would say things. She the way she says someone's name is funny. So, um, yeah, I, I liked her a lot. Yeah. And that's this week in Trek history. Awesome. We'll take a quick break to promote a fellow ESO Network podcast show. And then when we get back, we'll be talking about two episodes of Star Trek Picard, Watcher and Fly Me to the Moon. So stay right there. Hey, you know how you don't have any friends? It's fine. The Flopcast will be your friend. Your weird podcast friend. Join us on The Flopcast every week for a silly conversation about cartoons, music, comic books, chickens, and obscure 80s pop culture trivia that no one, literally no one, could possibly care about. Find us at Flopcast.net and on the ESO Network. It'll be our little secret. Yep, and, and that's... the train's coming down the track. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, spoilers for Star Trek Picard Watcher. And we we watched this uh, while we were traveling on my phone before we left the wow. country and lost internet. So we, we were in a hotel in <laughs> Lauderdale watching this on my phone um, because their Wi-Fi was terrible and the laptop wouldn't play it. Mm. But um, what? so what, what did we think? I thought it was good. I will say, just go ahead and get to the thing. Guinan did not do much for me the yeah. guy didn't she didn't do much no. for me uh, i sometimes and this is one of those things that's really hard to kind of avoid but so many times not just in science fiction but in fiction when you want to do something you want to have a character that's complete opposite of what you are used to and i don't know if this is because of the timeline but i like five minutes in i wrote i'm getting really tired of this center this a cynical bitter guinan she was kind of getting on my nerves um so I didn't love her. I'm finding it's real interesting. And I'm not, I'm for like, frankly, not loving the whole 2024 thing. I mean, I'm one of those people, like, I just, you know, it's like I can go outside and see the same buildings and the same cars. Right. So I'm not loving it. And then does anybody ever go back in time who doesn't end up in a car and have to, well, that's, that's <laughs> later, you know, end up in a right. car and have a car chase. But what I am liking about it is I'm liking the character interactions yeah. between the people, which I think I love no matter what time period they're in. I'm loving Seven. And Rafi, um, um, Rios, who kind of sort of got on my nerves in the first year, the right. first season. He's, he was, he's he, awesome. I'm loving him. So I'm yes. loving all the character moments. And it almost wouldn't matter if they were in the past or not. I'm loving mm. that. So I enjoyed it for that. Yeah, I, I, I'm a sucker for Starfleet characters you know, going back in time and talking about mm-hmm. how primitive we were, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love that. I know some people get offended by that when you know, that, that's, that's what they do. They come back in time yeah. like, oh, you have x-rays and prison like what a bunch of savages you know <laughs> yeah but, right um, that, i mean that's what they do and so it, I, I actually you know i'm involved in some online star trek discussion groups as well and yeah i ran across somebody online who's from another country and he thought 
that the episode was too heavy handed because he thought that ice was created for the show <laughs> as sort of an extrapolation of where we might be oh in the my. future. And people had to like, no, that's that's like a real Seriously? thing. And he, that's exactly yeah, what's happening right now. Hey, guys, I looked it up and you guys are right. I didn't realize that was wow. a real thing you have in America. Like, no, that's that's uh, actually what we have. here. You know, and it's wow. the intimidating name and everything, <laughs> you know. Wow. So it's a. And then you bring in the sanctuary district. So he's thinking this yeah. is a 100% science fiction thing. Right. He's thinking like, okay, that's where you're saying we could be in two years. It's a little far-fetched. It's like, no, dude, that's been like a few years now. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's already happening. Yeah. We're already there. Yeah. So that's I'm that's really, amazing. I'm really enjoying the Rios, Rafi, and Seven yeah. storyline. I'm really Me loving. Too. I like how they're sort of weaving in elements of um, past tense. Where you know they'll ask for his his ID, his papers, or his UHC card, or they'll say a sanctuary district on the border. So they're sort yes. of using little bits of terminology and sort of you know break so that you can pretend maybe that's happening somewhere else or in a slightly different timeline that's happening. Yeah. But weaving it into what what we have today, it's a real problems where you know you, um, I mean you're just a a good upstanding guy who happens to not have any documentation or proof that you belong in mm -hmm. America and you're being mm -hmm. rounded up and shipped off. I mean, the guy's a Starfleet captain, you know, right. Which and I got to admit, I keep, I keep forgetting that Rios is a Starfleet captain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said that. I'm like, oh, that's right. He did have a ship in that one episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm a sucker for that stuff. And and that stuff I've been really enjoying. Um, I, I agree with you, Keith, that the Guinan thing just isn't working for me. No. Um, and she just doesn't look like Guinan, doesn't sound like Guinan, no. doesn't feel no. like Guinan to me. No, no. Um, I mean, I don't think it's just that she's being played by a different actress. And I don't right. want to fault the actress, you know, you know Absolutely. but. I mean, just the when she walked in, he said Guinan. And I said, Is it? <laughs> you know, is it You know, because she just she doesn't just doesn't feel like Guinan to me. Yeah. Yeah, same here. And I and also I I I had commented on the fact that when Rafi was first introduced, I was a little irritated with the whole thing where she kept slamming down whatever the heck she was drinking and smoking, whatever she was smoking. And even with Guinan, yeah, she kept slamming down her alcohol and saying, Yeah, I'm I'm done. And one of the problems I'm having with this, now I don't know how old Guinan is at this point. Mm. Um, I would I don't know how she's supposed to be. I don't know if she's only a hundred or several hundred years. But one of the notes I had was, despite the, the change to the timeline, the same Guinan who, well, we know, well, she would have been an Earth in the 1800s, mm -hmm. no matter what happened with the timeline. The thing that was changed sure. was her meeting Picard. Right. Um, but I was thinking for a race like the Elorians, Elorians, and her age and whatever her wisdom, she was so incredibly cynical and bitter about the human race. It just felt contrived to me. Now, I'm not saying that, like you said, not that, not saying that she wouldn't still think of us as barbarians, right. but she's been there at least twice in the last century and she's seen the growth. And of course, I know, you know bad times are coming because in the Star Trek continuity, there's a world war coming. Right. I get all that. But it just, again, I think it to what you're saying, it, it felt a little heavy handed. It's just mm -hmm. like they were really trying to say this guy is completely different than the guy that you knew. And then she was just insulting. She kept calling him old man and stuff like that. And it just yeah. it, it wasn't working. I was hearing the forced change to guy way yeah. too much for me. Yeah. And that didn't work. And and for me, too, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, is that the the. The ten forward thing just feels mm. like a reference that doesn't that doesn't work. So you, I mean, logically, no. did she did did, it, did she love that bar so much that she suggested to Starfleet put their bar on deck ten in the forward section and call it ten forward? You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. But it I know it's, it's really just cutesy for fans. Yeah. But it's just not a cutesy for fans thing that really that really works for me. 
you yeah. know, I don't hate it or anything. It's just, uh, right. yeah. Veronica, where are you? Are, did you watch it? Yes. <laughs> what do you think? I, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the um, the scenes with Rios mm-hmm. in the hospital the most, especially with the, the kid and and him with the doctor. And yeah, I, I I hope that she comes back at some point. Yeah, I hope so too. I like her. She was she was yeah fun. she was fun. Yeah, I thought about that with Rios and the doctor. Is it's a, it's an absolute time travel trope, but I wouldn't mind if they fell in love and then he's got like you know I can't. You know, I can't, you know, I gotta, I gotta leave. And because they have a chemistry and they, they, they do work together. And mm-hmm. I, I swear Reels is almost a different character than me this year. Yeah, he is. Last year. He, he really is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know some people faulted him when he, a, a couple episodes back when he, mm-hmm. she told him to go and she'll handle it. And he didn't, mm-hmm. he stayed mm-hmm. and like, well, of course he did. Any Starfleet captain in this situation oh, where yeah. this person's saying like, no, no. And they're being, these authorities are coming in. It's going to turn back and try to help. You yeah, know, absolutely. even though he bumbles himself into trouble and he really logically he should have, he'd be better off if he'd run for it. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, of course, of course he did. And I, I love having just a, a good, solid Star Trek captain in the story. You know, not mm-hmm. to fault Picard, but Picard's not a Starfleet captain at this point, you know. Yeah. But, um, what do we think about Kirk Thatcher being back? That was interesting. I'm not sure yet. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I, I, yeah, I think I'm yeah. still processing because these last two shows have thrown a lot of curves mm-hmm. and surprises, and some of them I'm trying to figure out: do I like it? Do I not mm-hmm. like it? You know, so yeah. um, I'm still kind of processing on that. Yeah, I I do big. I mean, I, it's cute. I, lo- it's, I love that he was in it. Yeah, it's cutesy, and mm-hmm. it's really just for fans. And when you yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And I'll say why in a minute, but. Um, Kirk Thatcher, mm-hmm. in addition to his work on Star Trek, and he did a little work on Star Wars, and he's real uh, big in Muppet stuff. So mm-hmm. we we know him a lot from that kind of stuff, and met him. And he oh. even did a, he posed with me, and we flicked the camera off together. And uh-huh. so, and he was one of the nicest celebrities I've ever met. And he just recently has returned to the Muppets and did the the Muppet Halloween special on Disney Plus. So I was just delighted to see him again. Um, mm-hmm. And you know that that punk is still he's he stayed true to himself all these years. He's still a punk on a bus with a big boom box. You know that was the only thing was the what was up with the boom box in 2024. Yeah. It, it, it would have worked too if he was like it, the same actor, but he was just like a guy with his iPad his iPod too loud. Like right. He went to a business meeting or something right. and had to turn it down. But um, I yeah. don't know. Like tapes are making a comeback. Yeah, I mean, hey, he he's just uh, he, he's still got the mohawk, yeah. he's still got the boom box, you know, be yourself, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I will say, I will admit I chuckled when she told him to turn it down and, and instead of doing the whole flip off, he was like, Okay, okay, yeah. sorry, sorry about that. He kind of rubbed his neck too, which made yeah. it, it indicated to me that he remembers his encounter with Spock, which is why I was yeah. going to do it. It doesn't work because uh, within a few scenes, you've got Guinan not remembering who Picard is because they're in a different timeline and he didn't come back in time. So are we saying that? Star Trek oh. four still happened, but time zero didn't happen. Good you know? point. But yeah. I mean, it's really just one of those things. That it doesn't, ha- it's just there for the fans and which yeah. it, it doesn't build the story. It doesn't add anything right. except for, Hey, I, I it's member berries. You know, I remember yeah. when that happened on Star Trek before, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, but I like Kirk Thatcher a lot, so I'll allow it. Yeah. It was, a, <laughs> it was, a, it was a harmless little thing. It didn't yeah. really, it didn't really bother me too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and meanwhile, we've got Gerardi and the board queen. Yeah, wow. that was that was that was a pretty intense yeah. scene there when yeah. um, she was hooked up. Yeah, 
it's something with Gerardi and every season there's some evil lady who's <laughs> manipulating her because last year it was it was yes. Commodore O and then this year it's the Borg Queen. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's her thing. Kind of like O'Brien's getting tortured all the time. We're getting punished all the time. And Gerardi's got some evil woman trying to manipulate her every year. Yeah. And and we talked about spoilers. And is she going to kill somebody every year, too? Is that gonna... <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. Acquitted <laughs> 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 for murder room? again. <laughs> yeah. Can you see what a writer's going to go? Okay. Well, how do we get Gerardi to kill? Who's going who's to kill this year? <laughs> and what's the excuse this year? The actors are like, oh, no, I've got to see with Gerardi. Do I make it? <laughs> <laughs> So what do y'all like about the actress? And am I am I mistaken? Is that is that the late John Ritter's widow or no? Who's playing the Borg Queen? No, it's um, that's not. I don't I, have I, her name handy. It's it's the lady who played in in the episode Oasis on Enterprise. Okay. Who was she? She played Renee Abrahamovich's daughter, and he was he he had her there um, um, on a ship full of holograms, and she had okay. she looked like Kess. And we we mm-hmm. talked about that episode, um, but also she was in the the TV show Timeless that we watched. And um, she was great on that. I loved her on Timeless. She was sort of the ongoing antagonist on that show. Oh, yeah. I know. I love that show. And she had a lot of scenes with Susanna Thompson on that. They know each other from that show. So she's got a a board queen connection there. But no, she's I'm loving her board queen. I think she's great. And yeah, it's her own take on it. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think she's putting a a solid stamp on the board queen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's much more. Well, personable, almost. She she cracks. She cracks jokes. She's. She's not as um, aloof and um, robot-like as um, yep. the first was. Yeah, and um, she's almost sarcastic sometimes yep. with the things she's saying. Yeah, and I'm still trying to figure out what's her what is her end game now. She right. helped them go back in time, but what does she want to do now? Yeah, um, it's very interesting, and it's very interesting this thing where she's saying that Girardi has depths to her that maybe Girardi doesn't even understand. Yeah. Because remember, she said um, when Girardi uh, defeated her initially, she said, you've done something. Well, it was something like something that's most impressive and dangerous. You've um, well, you've impressed me. You've impressed me. Yeah. And so she's seeing all these depths to Girardi that Girardi herself doesn't have because Girardi came in the show very nervous and Mm -hmm. unsure of herself. And she still seems to have that. Yeah. So I found that kind of interesting. I didn't know. um, I didn't know assimilation took this long, though, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, well. I'm, I, I was going to say, the, the way assimilation works changes. You know, mm-hmm. ori- originally they have to take you back there and they assimilate you and then it turned into the nano probes and they did all sorts right. of variations of it on Voyager. But right. I mean, it seemed to me like this. I mean, she's not, the Borg Queen's not at full strength for one. Okay. And yeah, yeah, I think the method of assimilation is a little bit different this time. Yeah. But it seems yeah. like, like she's in there with Gerardi. It's not that she's assimilating yeah. her, that she just, put herself with Gerard. There's sort of a connection there. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't quite yeah. separate when they when she went in. Like they she came out and there's still there's still something there between them. Yeah. I think you're right when you say they they changed the definition because you know we think about it the nanoprobes that became the staple of Borg wasn't really what we heard about at first. That they, wasn't until first in. contact really. Exactly. And that being a thing and I also I don't ever recall Picard not, and I'm we're jumping I'm, I may be jumping episodes because there were two episodes back to back. But uh Picard said that when he was the cutest it was blissful. Mm. And I don't ever remember Jean-Luc saying that he was blissful. And yeah. as a Borg, I know he was, he was, I, I always thought he was co-opted and fought it every step of the way. Yeah. Now he was saying that he's part of the Borg. It was like this beautiful thing that he almost mm. couldn't resist. 
I thought that was a strange characterization because I never remembered that ever being portrayed yeah. that way. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he, I'm trying to think now, now if he I mean if he had descriptions of what it actually felt like from Picard to be part of the collective. Mm-hmm. Um but even then, I mean, in the wake of Wolf 359, would he have said that? If that even if I he felt so. that way, would you say right. like you know, I mean, it, it made it made me think of when Odo was um, and the female changeling and he, when he was mm-hmm. joining the link for the first time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that sort of feeling of intoxication of it where it was overwhelming to him, you know. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, after Wolf 359, when Picard is being used to destroy a fleet of Star Trek Starfleet ships and almost the Earth, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that he even would have vocalized that. I don't him. think so. Even yeah, to Counselor cause... Troy or somebody. Right, I, I'm killed. wondering if he'd even said that to anyone other than Gerardi. Right. Yeah, because he killed 11,000 people. Yeah, and he carried the weight of that. Exactly. And then he that's sure, the same. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say he sure wouldn't have told Cisco that. Nope. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> there would have been no Deep Space Nine because Cisco would have choked him out and gone to jail. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, because again, again, like you said, it's a minor point, but I guess that's the thing you have to get used to as you go through successive generations of showrunners, things things change very mm-hmm. slightly. Because yeah. the Picard who who uh, Lily was basically telling, you're killing anybody and everybody to kill the Borg in the first Contact movie, right. the guy who was using a Tommy gun in, um, mm-hmm. in the club would yeah. not say, it was blissful being a Borg. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't even think he'd say that. He would probably say, I was coerced yeah. and I was trapped. I remember the tear coming out of his eye when he was first turned into a boy. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. but then you're also and talking also, about a man reflecting on it 30 years later. Yeah. Yeah, that's you true. Know? That's true. Now, one thing, like I'll stay on this theme for a second. The whole thing with the board queen is kind of saying you you basically, you know, you want it. You know, this is going to be something that you like. What is she offering Girardi that Girardi would have would ultimately was struggling against that because there's only two of them in this case. Is it like what you're saying with the link? What is she getting? Is it knowledge? Is it confidence? Or maybe just connection of, I mean, Gerardi is very isolated person. She's the weird nerd in a lab, you know, and her. Yeah. Yeah, She's the weird nerd among the weird nerds. Yeah. I mean, they killed her lover and her mentor. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) One, that was a weird relationship anyway, because he was like older than her and her mentor. Yeah. She ends up murdering him after he went, (laughs) after he went off on like a, a secret, plan you know yeah. to create sense and then have that little weird dalliance with rio so maybe they're just she's looking for not being alone you yeah. know when the board and that's one thing the board can't offer here you're not you're not going to be alone yeah this is true you know yeah i'd like to say i wouldn't fall for something like that but then you never know once once it's get once yeah. you get touched by that you might you never know what may tempt you mm-hmm. yeah. with Gerardi too though i mean she was very taken by the idea of the sense of artificial yeah. life. I mean, she mm-hmm. was uh, even back in season one where she was just amazed by the idea and, you know, that, that her research had been cut off and then she got to meet a synth for the first time. I mean, the idea of touching that, um, you know, artificial intelligence of artificial life of sort of becoming part of that, you know, right. that, that may be intoxicating for someone like that as well. Yeah. Right. Um. So back with the thing with Guinan and then, Mm-hmm. The the whole thing with the watchers and the supervisors and stuff like that. What what did y'all think about that whole the whole storyline and the whole watchers thing like that? I'm I'm thrilled that there are assignment earth references now. Yeah, Gary you know? Seven. Yeah. yeah. When she said supervisor, I like shot up. Like yes. a supervisor, mm-hmm. a supervisor. 
And then even she has the little doors that she's passing through that look a lot like the little sort of misty, you know, transporter uh, that Gary Seven was using when he was I when he was traveling around, you know. So I hadn't I, thought about that. I think that's the tie-in that they're making there, that this is in some way related to the, the people who sent Gary Seven to Earth. Interesting. Well, it would make sense because they, they said they try to work in the background. Yeah. They kind of nudge it here and there. And right. Gary Seven was nudging. Well, then let's go ahead and get into <laughs> spoilers for Fly Me to the Moon as well, because we really can't separate them at this point. <laughs> yeah. The thing that I'm, I mean, I'm not upset about i'm just not sure about yet but i'm not supposed to be i don't think is that why is it laris why does she look like laris i am completely lost i just i literally just wrote what in the world and um yeah i don't i don't know what that's all about what is that point i don't know this well no i started to say it's it's not in his mind because everybody else saw her too right because they even um, yeah yeah um, did they see her yeah because later on rafi even comments about it she and she oh yeah that's right that's right she's if she's like, are we going to talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, like nope. No. Is it that <laughs> he and Laris both look the same? Or is are we going to come back and find out that she's the same person and she's been watching over different generations of Picards all this time? Oh, so she, she, even though she's a Romulan, she, yeah. could have, she could be a watcher in the future. Yeah, I mean, she could be disguised as a Romulan in the future. And now she's just oh. watching a different Picard from the shadows. Interesting. Not as much from the shadows now she's living in his house. And yeah. <laughs> making eyes at him at the party. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't I don't know what to think of the Lars thing yet. She's got a different accent, she's got different ears. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what's up. But I mean, also you got um I guess he's Mr. Sung over here, who um is it Adam Sung this time? Is that what they say? I think that was I think that was the name. Yeah, yeah. And he's got his own uh Soji or Dodge yeah. or did they yeah. give her a name? I don't even remember. I, I watched this one this morning, but Kosi K O C E or something like that. Oh, I name. see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it was K O C E. I thought yeah. I'd written it down, but I didn't. Um, yeah, I now I gotta be honest. At that point, with all that stuff, I literally just wrote down. I don't know what's going on, and yeah. I guess I'll have to wait. I am. I'm really kind of now. There's Picard. Uh, you know, the Picard, and then there. The, the, then Q showed up, and there's something wrong with his powers. Yeah. Um, this with that, and then um, with Laris, and then with with Song. I at that point, I was like, I honestly can't decide if this is way too much callback. Yeah. I and I can't. And then of course, what happens is you start trying to figure it out, and I'm trying to guess. And I can't because I have no. no idea what the heck is going on now. I, I don't know. I don't well, know. it's almost like in Far Beyond the Stars, where it's just the actors yeah. are just all playing different characters in the past, you know? right. which Far right. Beyond the Stars was a, was wasn't supposed to be literal or real. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fine that Goldicott is a police officer now. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But, <laughs> right. um, yeah, here you've got um, a Sung ancestor, and he's got his own um, Soji type yeah. uh, daughter that he's created. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a lady who looks like Laris running around. Um, meanwhile, uh, Picard's ancestor Renee is on a space flight. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, yeah, we got the right lot. characters on this adventure because everyone they know is back here in the past. Yeah, and I and th- this goes back to personal preferences. I think I've commented on this before. It's kind of like the whole thing where every time you turn around, there's a new um, child of Sarek and Amanda. Um, <laughs> right. I'm like, my God, how many generations back do the Sungs go as mad scientists? I mean, yeah. is that the family tradition? I mean, because, yeah. you know, there's like this one and then there's the one with the augments and then there was the actual one who created data. 
And yep. now there's this one. I'm like, if you go back to like the Stone Age, it's like assume discovered the wheel or something like yeah. that because it's 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 interesting. Uh, sometimes that sometimes that irritates me when they keep trying, you know, tying up that much. I mean, at some point in time, one soon would like join a hair band or something and not even go into the family business. You know, <laughs> just a stoner in a van. <laughs> exactly. I'm not gonna be a mad scientist. You can't make me. Right. <laughs> well, and then, but thinking back though, I mean, the way that Soji or Dodge or both came about, mm -hmm. um, and then their other sisters that looked like them, they were based on a painting that Data had painted that was called Daughter that had her face yeah. on it, which at yeah. the time didn't make any sense, really. I mean, yeah, why Data's right. painting this painting, and so you make the android look like her. But now you're you've you've revealed that potentially there's a this Sung ancestor who has a daughter. So is all this stuff sort of being passed down? It's like, is the whole Sung lineage part of a, a long game or a, an ongoing plan? You know what I mean? Oh, that was yeah. data programmed with memories of, of this woman mm -hmm. in the hopes that she would be brought back to life someday. I mean, it's, 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 you know, is he this, this long plan going on to, I can't save my daughter now, but I will put it in place that our, you know, my, I and my generations of descendants will, bring her back you know interesting it would almost have to be that now do we assume that this this young lady and this time is his genetic biological daughter right there's that's she have to be it yeah. seems like that he's um yeah. they're not into robots yet it's right. um you know at this point there's still like the cloning and genetic manipulation sungs you know right. the, the sungs haven't made the the the, the, <laughs> the jump into androids yet so far as yeah. we can tell yeah but who knows yeah and i thought it was I thought it was interesting with that little review panel that was telling him they they mentioned some kind of accords of protocols that he was violating. It was basically, of course, there's only this is literally our time. It's only two years from now as we record this. Right. But I thought it was very interesting when she basically said genetic manipulation of humans is forbidden. End of story. You know, yeah. you, you don't do it. And we have those things now. I think one of our talk, um, podcasts, we talked about the fact there was um, there's a Chinese scientist who did um, DNA manipulation of um, two Chinese embryos. And I think he claimed that they were resistant to AIDS, HIV. Mm. Yeah. And it also, I don't know if it's, it's been fully verified, but the fact that he said he did it is horrifying people because he literally said he did DNA manipulation yeah. on embryos and allowed them to come to term. And yeah. we still haven't gotten to the point where we're okay with that yet, not on humans. So I no. thought it interesting, but what would a desperate man do? I mean, it's wild. The, I don't know if after she took the medicine, that's what the sun was doing to her beforehand or not. Right. But the fact that he said the sunlight, ultraviolet light turns her blood to poison, basically, I could get his desperation. Mm. No, yeah. Hand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you have the ability and it's your child, I don't care what your yeah. law is. Right. <laughs> you know, and exactly. I like the way, the, the way they phrased it in the episode as well, because, you know, it makes sense if you're just watching this episode that, yeah course genetic manipulation is of humans is forbidden but if you're a star trek mm -hmm. fan you can kind of pretend that it's because of the um <laughs> the uh <laughs> the uh, eugenics wars <laughs> right you know they're supposed to happen right. in the 1990s but i don't think they're gonna have any flashbacks to con on the cover of time magazine or anything in this <laughs> yeah yeah that's right and meanwhile i mean uh, the board queen seems to have taken over jurati or she's sort of like uh a cylon in her head you know yeah. just, mm -hmm. what, what did you think when she when the board queen was hacking into the cell phones that was weird. Like how that what? <laughs> I like that. That was weird. What? <laughs> like why is nobody watching the Borg Queen? You know, like <laughs> yeah, I kept thinking that too. And then I thought, well, you know, they killed off one guy, and because uh, of course, like yeah, I gotta go. You're right. And then I was like, uh, uh. 
but you've already talked about the fact that they're they're kind of bonding. I gotta yeah. go. Beam me to LA. And oh, we finally got established that the ship did crash in France. Remember yeah, we talked Veronica about that. was right. Yeah. 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 Because when he said home, and then of course I kept noticing I had thought so as well, but then I I actually went back and watched the that episode when they crashed. So I watched three episodes back to back to back today. Okay. And then I also noticed that they kind of made a point of it when you would talk, you see Picard and them on the ship, it was night. And it was mm-hmm. daytime in L.A. And then finally, of course, when he went to the old Picard home, and then I even threw in a little thing about she talked about his family history and mm-hmm. he said, what did, what did y'all do? We moved to England. And so they yeah. kind of threw in the whole, why is this French man with an English accent? So I thought that was kind yeah. of funny. Yeah, the Picard's left. And Frank, you had said something along those lines a few episodes back. Yeah. And I haven't rewatched the wording. I still swear they said that they were leaving Paris to go to the vineyard but you i mean the, the, here in this episode talking about being from england so I mean, you may have just seen something i didn't even see in the episode so if mm. so well done <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it sort of ties in now i mean just because your ancestors lived in england for 300 years and you grew up in france doesn't mean you're gonna have a british accent but you know it, <laughs> right. it, it's throwing something there for us you know yeah like, giving some explanation of why he's a very a very british frenchman <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah they could have just made him from London and been done with it. So yeah, I've always found that very interesting. That's true. I think back to Encounter was it Encounter at Far Point or one of the episodes where Picard was even talking about the the um how the no, I think it's we'll always have Paris. Mm. And he was talking about the memory of the place was always getting him. And there was so much that uh, he was so proud to be a Frenchman and he's got that really cool, distinct British accent. Right. And there and, and there was one time that when Menuet picked up on his French yeah. accent was speaking French to him. Like I think Minuet was programmed wrong because <laughs> It doesn't sound like a French accent to me. No. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one episode he even talked about the order of the red, white, and blue and the French flag was far right. more basically sophisticated. Yeah, it's, it's like the early episodes that were written before he was cast. You yeah. know, you yeah. don't get that when you're writing a character as a Frenchman, <laughs> then they cast a British man to play him. And then they 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 stopped doing that. <laughs> yeah. After yeah. a while. Yeah. One thing I'll say, this is so funny what you guys, what you were just saying, Charles, about basically, you know, you put these actors together and you ride with the actors. It is so funny because I don't know what the hell is going on with Q, but I can't take my eyes off of it. And I think it's because John Delancey is such a great actor. I don't even know what the man's doing. I have no clue. He's he's popping his fingers. He's babbling. I have no clue what's going on with the guy, but he captivates me. It's so funny because one that I'm writing, this makes no sense. And the other is like, oh, I love seeing Q. (laughs) <laughs> um is he is he going mad or he's lost his powers is it something, both I, something yeah. maybe the q continuum is collapsing i mean maybe he's mm. to, the, to, to the end of their time i don't i don't i have no yeah. idea i'm like iq i will point out though that that business card that he left for um sung mm-hmm. the number mm-hmm. on it works and so i called that today while i was at work and i was no and it's uh-huh. it's the q continuum's voicemail don't bother leaving a message we already knew you were going to call and why you gotta post that you yeah, gotta post I'll, that I'll, on facebook i'll have to so um i'll put that never cross my mind so, yeah that is great dial the number now if, if if your phone charges you long distance uh don't charge the earth station correct that's that's <laughs> between you and your phone company but um i don't know if long distance is even exists anymore but can't it's a los angeles number so you know right buyer beware but yeah it's uh yeah i mean when you got scenes with john delancey and brent spiner and yeah you know it's just i just love it you know and and like you said i have i don't know what's going on i'm not mad about that the story is not over you know where are we on yeah. episode five four five five yeah we're, we're, we're like five. half we're like halfway through 
Mm-hmm. And but I mean, it, it being a very serialized story, it's something we talked about during Discovery. It's it's gonna really depend on how the season turns out and where the story's going. You yeah. know, right? I mean, it's sort of everything now that's happening. You're sort of like, okay, well, I'm reserving judgment. I'm reserving judgment. I'm reserving judgment. And I guess at the end, we'll find out if we love it or we hate it. You know? Yeah. And since they they've wrapped, they basically wrapped the series, which is three seasons. So does this mm-hmm. is this is this season two self-contained, or does it bleed right. over into season three? I don't know. They could. I mean, I know they have had written them both because they had yeah. more time because of the pandemic. So yeah, right. we could get to episode 10 and say, done, done, done. And we have to wait to see what happens the next <laughs> 10 episodes to find out, or they could veer into a different story. I will say that I hope they are not in 2024 for the next 15 episodes. I agree. I, I would like to I get agree. back to the future and get back to the storyline. Right. So I thought that occurred to me today was what, what if that board queen with the shroud was Gerardi? Because for some reason in the first episode, oh. the board queen had a mask on and we've never oh. seen the board queen hiding their identity before. Yeah. I had speculated it was seven, but um, yeah, you did. Oh, everything that's going point. on now. It, but now we've Girardi. got the board queen uh, in Girardi's head. In Girardi. Oh, yeah. that's a good point. That's absolutely could be something like that. Yeah. So I wonder if we'll get back to round and we'll find out that the storyline is, you know, continuing on in the future mm-hmm. and there's something else going on. Uh, I don't know. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't For hope it's Girardi, get- but I hope that it's going to tie in. Yeah. For those who get the references, it reminds me of um, the um, Cylon yeah. in uh, Baltar's head and then the new Battlestar Galactica. And it also right. reminds me of Scorpius in yes. John Crichton's head. Yep. In Harvey. Harvey. Yeah. 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 Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another good one to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think of all of this, sadly, the only thing that, tr- like I said, so much of this, like I said, I have my issues with going back to 2024 and things like that. But I'm along for the ride and it's okay that I don't know where it's going. I think so. A lot of things I'm thinking, well, I don't know. I don't know if I don't like it yet. Cause I don't know what the payoff is, Right. Yeah. but I, I will say the thing that stood out was Guinan just didn't work for me. Yeah, and I, she, she, that character, it stuck out. And yeah, it, it really did. And, and she may mm-hmm. come back and win us both over. And yeah. I, I want to say, I'm not blaming the actress for this. Same the actress is, is performing the character she's given to play. But right. I mean, Guinan at this point, I mean, if nothing else, she's going to be 150 years old or more, you know, right. and she's been on Earth right. for a long time. Guinan right. has like a wisdom and a grace to her that I didn't feel come through in this in this exactly. character, this version of the character. And yeah. at, at the very least, I mean, give her I mean, when, when, when he found Guinan in the 1800s. She at mm-hmm. least had like a big hat on, even though it wasn't a big Guinan hat. It was a big hat. And she yeah. had a dress. She had sort of Guinan-esque right. clothes and exactly. sort of acted like Guinan still. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not I'm not going to keep hopping on it, but the bar thing just hadn't really worked for me. And yeah, me I didn't either. really I didn't really feel Guinan. And I mean, like, I, I, I don't I don't hate her, but maybe she'll come back and I'll and I'll be wowed by it. But also, I don't think Guinan has been she's been in the story twice now once mm-hmm. with Whoopi, and then once with this new um version of guinan mm-hmm. but doesn't add much to the story no, i mean all she was not. there for was that the coordinates led her to guinan and guinan led her to the watcher but the coordinates right. could have just led her to the watcher yeah <laughs> you know what right. i mean like the coordinates right. they got from the board queen could have just been for this laris character or whatever her name talent or yeah. something i think her name is you know what I mean? So Guinan is yeah. sort of inserted into the story. And similarly, when, when Whoopi was there, she wasn't really adding to the story aside from giving Picard an opportunity to talk about his feelings for Laris. Yeah. So, exactly. um, yeah, it's, yeah, to me, it doesn't feel like it was important enough for Guinan to be there. Mm-hmm. But also, I like I said, I just don't, she just doesn't feel like Guinan to me. And maybe I'll turn around on that and maybe they'll, they'll wow me with it. But also the whole time I was like, 
why why don't why don't they remember tomorrow's uh times arrow like <laughs> they, they should be talking about times arrow right now doesn't she remember him she met him in times arrow <laughs> you know but, that, yeah, i found man. that a little bit distracting i know it's a different timeline but you think from guidance perspective it would just be different potential future Picards coming back because the time hasn't been changed yet, you know? Yeah, I thought about that too. And I, I know some line that's what people are saying is yeah. the, it's so weird because even though Picard met Guinan in the past, the in, the incident that started it was in the future. And if that right. timeline changed, that future Picard never went back. Yeah. But based on what you're saying, Charles, same time, I kind of agree because the one thing I did like about Guinan was when he said a couple of things and yeah. she threw up. And I thought that was cool because what's the whole point behind them is they kind of cross timelines. Right. Right. Um, in in yesterday's Enterprise, one of the best, mm-hmm. in my opinion, the Enterprise mm-hmm. Star Treks ever. That was the thing. She was like, "This is not right." She can mm-hmm. sense. So I agree yeah. with you. So she should have, you know, like we rewrite it. She should have kind of recognized Picard. It's like Picard, yeah. Picard. That, and she not, did not react just because the name the, Picard. Yeah, but yeah, and then and I had that same thought when she, he the lines he repeated to her were lines from earlier this season that Guyna had said to him in the future. Yeah, and he could have thrown in a line in there from Times Arrow, and all the fans would have yeah. shut up about it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And I know that yeah. I mean, Terry Metalis has said in interviews now, because everyone's asking him about this and hassling him on Twitter about it, was that Picard's ship in this timeline didn't go back in time. So Guy right. didn't meet him. Okay. Absolutely. And even though we're still going to allow the punk on the bus to meet Kirk and Spock, but okay. exactly. <laughs> Nevertheless, I mean, <laughs> people are going to judge me for being a nerd, but when Captain Braxton came back in time and he got erased from history and then a new Captain Braxton came back from a different future because they had changed the timeline. The crew still remembered Captain Braxton, the first one that came back who got right. erased from the timeline. He didn't. Right. The the fact that he had come back in time didn't disappear because a different version came back after they changed history. So it's not consistent with what Star Trek's done before. But really, time travel in Star Trek's not consistent anyway. So exactly. I'm just. It was distracting that at the very least, if if if, if Picard had said, "Wow, you should have you should know me," but you don't because times change. Okay, and and that's throwing yeah. a bone to people like me, but. I mean, they're they're throwing punks on the bus at people like me anyway. So why not throw a line for yeah. Times Arrow in there so I don't lose sleep over it and bother Veronica all night? <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think what should have I think what should happen is to, to what you're saying. I think what should happen is she should have she should have gotten a weird feeling with Picard. It's like I know you, but I don't know how I know you. Yeah. And one yeah. thing they do, you know, one thing they did was cool when Picard was um, repeating what Future Guinan said. If I'm not mm. mistaken, I think Whoopi Goldberg's it was actually Whoopi Goldberg's voice kind of overlaying what he mm. was saying. And I thought that was cool. That one moment yeah. I thought was really cool. Yeah. And I thought when he told her his name was Jean-Luc Picard, was that a time thing? Or is, is he like on a list of Watcher people and she just recognized his name from like the Watcher book? Well, that could be too, because one of his, he's got an astronaut relative who's, yeah, you know, there's Watchers watching. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking that was it. That um, You might I, be right. Yeah, I did like, I've seen it done in other things, but I thought it was really cool. Is I did like the way the Watcher kept jumping in people's bodies. That was kind of guy. That was really cool. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, and there's a lot of things in this you've seen in other sci-fi before. Yeah, it's still nice to see it again because we haven't had really that kind of sci-fi in a while. Yeah, I mean, in the 2000s after Battlestar Galactica, sci-fi became a lot less fantastic and a lot more grounded and down to earth, and people in the future wearing you know regular clothes and things like that. So I I love seeing just tropes come back that are familiar tropes. I don't mind that at all. Yeah, but what was the deal with the watcher and the little girl's body saying she she could barely not basically punch kick Guinan in the face? What was that all about? I don't I don't know what anything's about right now, Keith. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. I thought that was a really weird face. That's all I can do to not put the heel of my shoe in your face. I guess because Guinan has a history with these watchers. Yeah. That's what I I guess. Um 
but I don't know. Like I said, he's, a lot, a lot of the season is just reserving mm-hmm. judgment because right. we don't know why we don't know why right. anything's going on. But um, I will say that like, like, I mean, like we've said a few times that I'm really enjoying the characters this season. And so I like mm-hmm. watching him go on an adventure. That's what we've talked about time and time again. Absolutely. I mean, I'll, I'll watch Spock's brain because I love Kirk and Spock. You know, I'll yeah. you know, I'll, I'll watch I'll watch Cisco Hopscotch because I love Cisco. Oh my know? god, Alan Moraine. Alan Moraine. Oh my god. I'll, I'll oh, watch him sing oh Alan Moraine because I love Cisco. So I mean, what's the national name of that episode? Because it's famously bad. Deep Space Nine. It'll come to me because. Gosh, I should know the name. I because I, I know I mentioned once before, and I think you guys were there, right? When when yeah. um, Avery Brooks mentioned it at at uh, Comic Con, Dragon, Dragon Con, Con. Yeah. Dragon Con Atlanta, he started. He literally just they like said, "What was one show you didn't like?" He literally just burst out in the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was really. I thought it was weird. Okay, now give me correct me if I'm right. Does Picard? He knows that his ancestor was an astronaut, right? Yeah, but he's saying he doesn't have a lot of details about it. Yeah, it sounds like you know World War Three. You right. don't have a lot of uh, the, the info is sketchy before World War Three. Right. So but, uh, he, he knows that Renee Picard went on this mission, and I guess she's right. she's destined to discover a sentient life form on Europa or something along that, those lines. That or was it Io? Say, Io, yeah. or and that bumped me because I thought it was like, well, I guess maybe that we get through. I'm thinking you barely know anything about her history, but you remember that she discovered. Well, I guess you know one discovered a life form, but I thought. The way he said it was almost casual. Like, wait, you discovered a new form of life on the moon, and she basically pressed her commander to bring it back to Earth. That's a big deal, dude. <laughs> you wouldn't find a microbe or bacterium on another planet and bring it to Earth. You would one leave it there. Yeah, but you sure as heck wouldn't bring that thing back to Earth. Like, well, they, they do it in movies all the time. It doesn't go very well, but they do it. Never. And drama the strain, the blob. I mean, that's the whole point. Also, and, and again, I, I had to suspend the disbelief because, unfortunately, again, as we're recording this, only two years before this show, we're hoping we can get back to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, ain't no doggone way we're getting to to um, Jupiter Saturn. We're not going to Io in 2024. No sorry, we we've it been is not. about 10 to 20 years away from going to Mars. My entire life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and I remember as a, pushed. Yes, and it's funny. I remember as a kid, um, the episode. What is it? Uh, Tomorrow is yesterday, where they meet uh, Captain Christopher the yep. first time they go back to the. Captain Christopher's son is going to lead the first yeah. Earth Saturn probe. Yeah, that's Sean Jeffrey kid, Christopher. That's it. And I remember even as a kid, I was like, really make like to what you're saying, Charles. As a kid, as an adult, I kept making Captain Christopher his wife having a child later and later, <laughs> and their son older. He's and 85 older. years old when his son's <laughs> yes. born. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and his son is 85 when he leads the first probe right. to Saturn. <laughs> Right. They were optimistic. Bless them. Very, very. I will say that a a female Picard astronaut in his family's history completely threw me. I was not even close to expecting that one. That was like, wow. Yeah. Well, didn't he mention that in his um, speech? In the speech? Yeah. Well, he mentioned Renee Picard, but he didn't. I don't think he said that she was a she. And I, I mean, and his nephew's yeah. name is Renee as well. So I yeah, thought that's what I, threw me. Yeah, I thought that it was just his nephew is named after. I, I oh, maybe I'm being sexist, but I just imagined it was a, a male Picard named Renee Picard. Um, so yeah, when it was the this, this young, young lady, I was surprised. But me too. I mean, I'm, that's fine. I'm having yeah. with that. Because before that, the only the only first Picard history we had was that, in my opinion, kind of horrible episode when Wesley was dealing with the native native. Uh, the Native Americans on another planet, mm-hmm. 
And it was that weird thing where the guy guilted the card because like one of his great, 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 great grandfather had basically been a white, you know, like a white conqueror. And Picard was all freaking out because like his, you know, his ancestor five generations back right. had done a bad thing. And that was, that was like the only thing I remember about Picard. You know, I don't know a, much else talked about him. That's a point though, because I've always thought of the Picard legacy mm-hmm. as being male. He's got his brother. He's got his nephew. Yeah, he talks right. about his his ancestors who fought at Trafalgar and things like that. But it's right. interesting in this show that you're dealing with Picard's mother. You're dealing with Picard's ancestor, who's a young woman. Right. And that's that's a that's a, something I hadn't thought about until just now when we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. That that sort of subverting my expectations on on Picard's legacy. And then is the that question- it's the female legacy. You know. Yeah. yeah. And is he descended from her or from one of her brothers? Because I mean, traditionally, historically, the uh, name has been passed on through the male, but we're getting into a time where it's probably not going to be uncommon where the last name follows the mother. Yeah, I will say, too, just as an overall, um, I am liking Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. in the role he's older obviously i listened yeah. to an interview with him i, I might post a he's I, he's such a, like a dear man to me in the way he is and just a person he's obviously so much older than he was as jean luc in the original series but yeah. he still has that command yeah. and mm-hmm. i like the way he leans on the people around him he can't do the fighting like he used to mm-hmm. yeah but but when the young when uh was elner when elner died i watched that again today I love it because Rafi has lost her mind and he was Picard. It was like, I hate that I have to do this. And then he was like, okay, he was command. You know, he was, he, he made that tough decision Yeah. and and he looks so frail mm-hmm. and you know, the board queen could snap him in half, mm-hmm. but I like the way he's aging. It's hard to have heroes age and still yeah. you have respect for them because they do something like kill them off. Like they did Kirk with that horrible movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we died and you know, I hate it. I like that uh, I'm liking yeah. Well, I shouldn't say the horrible <laughs> movie. I hate I, that's wrong. I hate his death. I hate how he died. Um, but I'm I'm liking Patrick Stewart as this older Picard. It, yeah. It's it's very engaging. And I like the fact he's got younger people around him. And it's the first season I wasn't so much engaged, but they are they're working for me now. They're they're working. I yeah, can I see, see this. And they're all yeah. great actors. So it's really yeah. just writing the characters and giving them opportunities to interact. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm, and we didn't, we haven't even got a lot of time of them as a group in this, even right. this season. There's, it's just little moments, but they're, they're doing a good job, I think, of selling it. And right. I'm invested in the story. I'm looking forward to see what happens next. I don't know what's going on, but I guess yeah. we'll find out together. <laughs> and, I, and last thing, I did make a note, even though I absolutely support what they did, was, was freeing the undocumented workers going to change mm-hmm. the timeline. I mean, that's horrible because. Yeah. What I'm saying is, were they meant to go to sanctuary and God knows what happened to them, die or something like that? But that was a rather, they they basically said, um, don't get arrested. Well, no, they said, don't, don't step on a butterfly. Yeah, don't step on a butterfly. Yeah. Don't go to a hospital. And then, of course, like now he's gotten arrested. Yeah. And they were worried about the timeline. Then they just they just sprung a whole bunch of people. Yeah. I'm like, well, there goes the timeline. <laughs> Maybe for the better, but there goes the yeah. timeline. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, uh, we gotta it, do- it does feel yeah. good to see them breaking them out, though, and setting them free. Yeah. And yeah. that's a Starfleet thing to do. I mean, I, I would hate if Rios was like, well, 
the timeline and just lock the door on him and walk away. Yeah, he would leave him that. for ice, you know, like yeah. he's yeah. not that kind of guy. He's a star. Especially, guy. yeah. Especially as a Latino, he wouldn't do that. No. Um, Rafi, I, I, it looks like Rafi is starting to find, is starting to, you know, I think with her in seven, because Rafi was really kind of going off the deep end. Like when she shot the window out of the police car and then seven, she basically said she could have done a lock. With the with that the, with the tricorder, but it was more fun to shoot out the thing. And I thought it was again. Sometimes moments like that are kind of corny or goofy. Yeah. But I will say I was laughing when Seven started driving because it was yeah. kind of like, "Well, you're the one who stole the freaking police car." And then Rafi's freaking out. Um, and it always stuns me because again, you, you just have to go with it. Mm-hmm. How is people from three, four hundred years in the future who half the time don't even remember what a clutch is? They get into a car and they can drive it. Yeah. And has Seven ever driven a car? I mean, she was driving that car. I don't her, know, but I mean, I uh, she hung out with Tom Paris a lot, and Tom Paris had, well, a okay, you know, like, okay, that's a lot of holodeck programs. So I think <laughs> after the advent of the holodeck, I can see where they're a little more natural with this past stuff. Oh, you that's know. a good but point. Also, I thought about that. Th- that car wouldn't have had a clutch, so she had an easier time than Kirk would have had mm. driving a car mm. from the 1930s. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought it was funny when Rafi said, "Stop!" She said, "Hit the brake." She goes, trust me, trust me, hit the brake. <laughs> and then they're up in the car and she's beating them out. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. And I like oh. having fun action adventure scenes. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it, the show tends to be getting a bit serious, but I think the pacing has moved a lot mm-hmm. better this yes. season. And yeah. um, it's just more fun to watch than it was last. Last season felt like Picard on his last ride and making his last yeah. visits to people before he dies. And this, they're just on an adventure, which I like. And hopefully the payoff is going to be, is going to be worth the trip. And hopefully they'll get back to the future. So, oh, speaking of which, Leah Thompson directed uh, two episodes this season, and mm-hmm. she directed the one that went back in time. And then this episode, she showed up in it. Yeah, that was her, Doctor Werner, right? Yeah, yeah. that's Leah. Yeah, Thompson. that was her. Yeah. Now, was that episode the one that because Jonathan Frakes directed one of those? He, episodes he directed tonight. the one that was released today. Um, okay. So that was uh, "Fly Me to the Moon." Okay. Cool. Yeah, I noticed Leah Thompson there, and I think that's fantastic too. Yeah. So. Yeah, overall, I don't know where the ride's going, but I'm okay taking it so yeah. far. How about you, Veronica? I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think it's been fun. So I'm looking forward to next week. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Keith, where can people find more of you on the internet? On Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Yep. And how about us, Veronica? Feltnerdy.com. Yep. Or monkeying around on Facebook and any of your favorite podcast listening platforms. Yep. Well, we should have a new episode out this week is The Hope. Um, and uh, then we'll have some more episodes coming out soon. They're coming out sort of every two weeks, so look forward to that. But also, we will have a bonus episode, hopefully coming out this weekend, of Earth Station Trek, where we're talking to Nami Malumad, composer for Star Trek Prodigy, composer for Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and she was a absolutely delight to talk to. So yeah, fun I'm, interview. I'm hoping for Saturday because we're taking a little trip out of town again next week, and so I'm hoping to get all these episodes out before then. But um. <laughs> Yeah, it was a fun interview, and that'll come out as a bonus episode on our podcast feed. Yeah. And Veronica, do you have a closing for us this week? Cool. <laughs> and what does that mean? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I planned it. Thank you for listening to Earth Station Trek. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a positive rating. You can also send us feedback at earthstationtrek at gmail.com. You can join in the fun on our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter. You can also visit us online at earthstationtrek.podbean.com. We'll see you next time. Live long and prosper.
This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.